You are listening to the Sensible Project Manager podcast, episode 15. Today's topic, Europeans version of the PM Flash blog, project management around the world, with Angel Bernitz and Lindsay Scott. Welcome to the Sensible Project Manager podcast at sensiblepm.com where you get an insider's edge on practical project management. Now, here is your host, Mark Phillippe. Welcome to the Sensible Project Manager podcast. My name is Mark Phillippe, and I am the Sensible Project Manager. Today is the second episode in a three-part series called Project Management Around the World. This series is part of the second round of the PM Flash Blog, where bloggers from around the world have shared what project management is like in their part of the world. In the last episode, I spoke with two participants from North America, and this week I have as my guests two project management bloggers from Europe. Lindsay Scott will be talking to us from the United Kingdom, and Angel Bernitz lives in Madrid, Spain. Once again, this discussion took place on a Google Plus Hangout as part of the Sensible Project Manager Hangout community. Here is our conversation. And now, today's feature. Let's get started uh, with introducing Angel. Let's start with you. Introduce yourself and tell us a little about about you and what you do. Uh, hello, Mark. Uh, well, uh, this is Angel Vernice. And, uh, well, I am the, the, the leader of the websites projectmanagers.org and projectdirectors.org. We are both uh, two communities of people, professionals. Well, the idea is sharing, networking, and learning together no, in these websites. And well, I am very happy to participate in the PM Hangout today. That's all. Great. And once again, I'll mention great English. I really enjoy hearing from you. And you're in, located in where? In Spain. In Spain. Spain. What city? Uh, Madrid, the capital. Very good. Well, welcome. Thank Lindsay, you. Lindsay, what's in the Hello, hi. I'm uh, I'm Lindsay Scott, I'm a director of uh, Alice People, which is a project management uh, recruitment specialist. We also, obviously, apart from finding project managers for organisations, we also support project practitioners with careers, help, and support. Apart from running Alice People, I'm always uh, always on Twitter and uh, the PMOT crowd and uh, um, enjoy um, talking to people around the world, often every Friday afternoon as well. Uh, so shout out to the PM chat crowd, that which is happening right now on Twitter. Also, my, my background is that I used to be a PMO manager for Hewlett Packard here in the UK. I'm based in two places. I'm based in London and also Manchester, which is in the north of the UK. So, uh, so yeah, that's me. Excellent. Well, welcome. Uh, and, and Lindsay, how's the weather in London today? <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. We uh, have sun. Spring has sprung. <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask Lindsay to close her window because the yeah. uh, sun was coming in too bright. Uh, and, uh, well, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Thank you. So again, we're, what we're going to do is we'll take a few minutes to just share for Lindsay and Angel to, to share their blog posts. And then I've read a couple of uh, other ones. I haven't been able to get to all of the posts. We might talk about those as well. But 
we're really highlighting uh, Angel's and, and Lindsay's blog posts. So let's start with you, Angel. If you would just share your blog post, what you wrote about, some different concepts you had in the post, things that you're concerned about, things that, that uh, you think were where project management is like in your part of the world, and maybe even just share a little bit more about what, what Madrid, Madrid is the like and, and uh, just catch us up there. All right, so go ahead, Angel. We'll, start, we'll go with you. Okay, Mark. I wrote uh, two two articles, one in projectdirectors.org and the other in projectmanagers.org. In the article at projectmanagers.org, I cover Europe, the Europe uh, scenario, in the project directors, I, I, I brought about uh, the Spanish scenario. No? So, uh, with regards to the European scenario, well, I was reading before the, the US posts of the previous week, and I had the sensation that in America, uh, project management is all about PMI. No? So, in my post, I tried in the European scenario, to transmit the idea that uh, there are many associations in project management. PMI, it's probably the main player or one of the main players, but there are a lot more, no? And I tried to, I tried to highlight these uh, different associations, no? Uh, well, the, the first project management association in the world it was uh, the IPMI that is from Switzerland, okay? And it was settled in 1965. Okay, this was the first uh, project management association. Uh, it was before than PMI. No? There, there is also a very important association in, in UK, in, in United Kingdom, that it's the Association for Project Management, APM. I also mentioned the project management associations from Australia, from South Africa, from Japan, and um, finally, I mentioned also my well, more informal project managers of forth and project directors of forth. Mm -hmm. I, I tried to transmit that probably in Europe uh, we we see the the project management in a wider view, uh, and we think that it's a very very good for project management development to to have many well, many players huh? many players in this later. In the European uh, scenario, I also mentioned probably the most famous or bigger uh, summits that are celebrated here in, in Europe. No? They are organized by, the, by a, a company that it's called Stanford Global, and they do uh, the Nordic Project Zone in Copenhagen, in Denmark, in November, and also in April, they do in Frankfurt, in Germany, another summit. No? They are very important summits about project management in Europe. Okay. And this is uh, what I wrote at uh, projectmanagers.org. Then at projectdirectors.org, I tried to describe the project management scenario in Spain. Okay. Uh, in this article, I mentioned that in my company, uh, well, not my company, the company uh, for who, for which I work, uh, well, it has uh, nearly to 600 uh, PMPs, project management professionals. In Spain, uh, we have top uh, business schools that they are very famous uh, worldwide. And these uh, business schools have introduced project management programs. 
So they, they, they teach MBAs and other uh, type of, uh, of programs for executives, but they have also developed project management of programs in uh, business uh, school level. Okay. And Spain also the, the scenario is that uh, there is a lot of interest in methodologies, methodologies and project management, and not also, not only uh, PMBOK, uh, but also Prince 2, uh, Scrum, ISO 21500. Uh, in Spain there is a, a big interest in ISO 21500. And, well, I, I think that uh, it's a good opportunity worldwide to hire Spanish project managers because nowadays there is a not very good situation in Spain in, in, in work, you know? uh, but, but there is a lot of people uh, prepared that they are traveling worldwide and, well, sharing their knowledge with, um, with other companies. You know? And, uh, well, this is a good point. I also mentioned our weaknesses or, or not so good points. I mentioned that uh, in, in middle-sized companies or small businesses, uh, there is a lot of initiatives uh, management. Uh, initiative, it's a positive word. It's a positive word, so no one uh, can be against initiatives, of course. But when you identify an initiative and you don't manage this initiative as a project, I mean, you, you do the initiative life cycle, but you don't transform the initiative into a, a project. Sometimes there is a, some lack of project management, with regards to risk management, scope management, and all these things, no? So I think that in middle-sized companies, we need to improve uh, more uh, project management. This is my 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 article at Project Director. Very good. Well, I am interested in a couple of things, really, that you were talking about. First of all, thanks. I'm not sure I got both of your posts listed. I know that I have the one that where you talk specifically about Spain, but I'm not sure you have the other one. So afterwards, let's make sure that you share that with me so I can add that to the list. Uh, uh, I'm glad you highlighted the different organizations throughout the world. It sounds like you've done some good research in that area. And do you, in what you were able to find, what you see, do you see that there is a, a, a prompt or dominance. Boy, I can't even talk. See, I can't even talk English. <laughs> and you do so well with Spanish in your own language. Thank you. Uh, so do you, do you feel that there is a, a predominance as far as the, the organizations that are providing guidance for project management in, in the world that you've seen? I'm not sure you have, a, I have a understood card for your question. Okay. You were asking, uh, you did some research about how, and maybe this is not, you maybe you haven't done enough to know whether there's predominance, but there's PMI, there's APM in Australia. What is it called? Uh, what's the organization in Australia? Um, PMSA. I mean, okay. It's part of Management and South Africa Association. Well, yeah, you know, uh, I am PMP, okay? I am a proud PMP. And I think that PMP has, uh, PMI has done a, a great job, no? But now there is a little problem, I think, no? It's my personal opinion, okay? I don't think that project management belongs only to one association, okay? I think that project management belongs to people, not to professionals. And, uh, the problem now, I think, is that PMI is so big, 
so big that it seems that the other associations they don't exist. No, and I mentioned the IPMI because it was before that than PMI. No, what is happening? No, you know that. Well, I don't know if you know this. No, but PMI recently has been uh, buying websites. Okay, they are investing and trying to dominate the PMI, the PM, PM world. No. And they have recently bought the, the projectmanagement.com website and more, more, more websites. Okay. And I, I think this is not good. Or, or it's my personal opinion. Okay. But I, I don't like much this. No, I, I think that it needs to be a lot of voices, but three voices. And I think that many associations is good. Okay. It's, it's good. Imagine, imagine a, a country. A democratic country that it has only one party. Do you think this can be a democracy <laughs> if there is only one party? Probably in this party they meet every Sunday and they have very interesting discussions. They develop you know, websites, blogs, they write books. Okay, that's okay. It's very well, but only one party. It's not democracy. Okay, so uh, I think it, uh, we need more players. And this is good for all. This is good for all. I, I completely PMI. agree. That I, you, you make a great point because I think that it's really important. Um, and, and one of the reasons why I wanted to do this project management around the world because the perspectives that we have from different positions in the world uh, provide a completely different view on how project management is done. And so that's one of the things that I find very interesting. About this is, is frankly, there might be some things that I do in where I'm I'm in Spokane, Washington, in the North Pacific Northwest, and I might need to run projects a little bit differently than you might need to in Spain. And so, there there's some benefits of having these organizations, and PMI's done a great job of providing a, a good framework and evangelizing project management and getting standards together. But you're right. They're not the only ones. And, and I, and a perfect example of that is the whole agile movement. And that's bringing a lot to the table. If, if, and, and a lot of people are, are using those types of skills because, or methodologies because that's what's needed. And so you make a great point there. Lindsay, any right. thoughts on that? Absolutely. I've been sitting here uh, nodding my head. <laughs> you make some, uh, some some great points and um, and, and brave points as well, actually. So you know, good good for him. And I and I think that's one of the things that 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 here in the UK um, it is different. But um, I, I would say that obviously PMI is not as dominant here in the UK, and um, which um, as which means that there are other players uh, in our market but you know essentially uh, I suppose the issue here in the day is because you know there are different players offering different products <clears throat> different kinds of bodies of knowledge what that means for a lot of practitioners here is confusion so they're not too sure you know what wh who should I uh, align to if anybody which which often means you know that they uh, Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't hear me. Maybe it's more about, yes, you can uh, align to any professional body that you want. I mean, predominantly here we have, and Angel mentioned it, we have APM, the Association of 
which is part of the, um, the IPMA. Obviously, we have PMI, but we also have two different organizations that are called um, Axlos, which they own the, I suppose, the, uh, the materials and the, the stuff around accreditations that are popular, like Prince, Prince 2. And we also have uh, another organization here uh, in the UK called APMG, and they seem to be most on some more specialized project management type uh, materials and things, which is, uh, for example, their biggest one at the moment is uh, is all around agile project management. So, so really here in the UK, project practitioners are having a tough time trying to understand exactly who's doing what, but more importantly, what's the right thing to do uh, in terms of my career and my career development, because, you know, ultimately we've got four Four different different organisations that are, that are in and around our market here in the UK. Great, very good. Let's come back to you, Angel. There was a couple of other things that I I have found very interesting in what you were saying. You were saying that in Spain you're seeing that there's a lot of uh, because the economy is kind of down a little bit. There's a lot of opportunity. A lot of the project management work is international project management. Can you expound on that a little bit? Yeah, well, uh, here there is an economical crisis in Spain, and uh, there is a lot of people very well qualified. They are leaving a lot of people uh, Spain and going to to another countries. You know? And I think this is very good for us, for Spaniards, and also for these foreign countries, because they are going to receive, or they are receiving, in fact, very good uh, professionals. So that was my, my point, not what I mentioned. Interesting. So I think that especially as the economy is recovering and in, in different parts of the world here in the United States since about 2007 or eight, things have been a little bit slow. And so we actually had some discussions in the Hangout here about changing industries. Some of that is precipitated because of the changing of the economies. We might find ourselves moving from one industry to another, uh, but it also I didn't even think about just because of local economies that might require for us to to move as project managers from one country to another or to manage projects that are being run from an international point of view. I might have team members that are spread all over the world. And that provides a different challenge and a different type of opportunity. And so I'm glad you brought that up. That That's uh, very interesting to me and in, in how those changes in the economies and is, is causing changes throughout the world and, and sounds like in Spain too. So any other thoughts that you wanted to share about your post? No. Very good. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Lindsay, let's highlight yours now. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm coming at this one from two different, uh, I suppose, a, a different angle from, from most of the project management bloggers in Europe. You know, a lot of these guys are, are writing some great stuff about, I suppose, the ins and outs of project management in terms of techniques, project management in terms of organizations. And I think because of what I do, you know, my post was very much about the, the career and the, the job market uh, in, in, in the UK. So, it was also came at a time which we, as a company, we do an annual benchmark report on the UK market every year. And it just so happens that it was actually published a couple of days before 
and we did the, uh, the the PM flash blog. So so a lot of the things that uh, we would put in the blog are actually actually based on sound statistics from from 1500 PM practitioners PM practitioners here in the UK. So that you know so it's, it's, that's pretty good. The other thing as well is that uh, we've just had a major uh, project management exhibition and show here in London that was uh, on uh, the last two days. So I've been able to talk to a lot of practitioners from around the UK that visited and, and got a, a really good, uh, a really good uh, feel of the kind of things that they're concerned about, kind of um, worries they have or not, as the case may be for, for some of them. So, so here, you know, the, the post was uh, intended to just pull out some observations from uh, from the report and uh, and the show over the last couple of days actually backed up again a lot of that data that came out. So I'm glad um, Angel touched on the uh, the professional associations because that was one of the uh, the things that came out of uh, the show over the last couple of days. So I think we've recovered that point about the professional bodies, but I do find it really interesting just how much variation and, and differences there are, there are globally. Uh, and, and it makes me wonder if we're ever, ever going to see something where, you know, all countries, you know, are, are getting on better in terms of the, you know, the project management associations and things. Because here in the UK, there seems to be a bit of a, a loggerhead between two of the major players at the moment. The APM here in the UK has been hoping to gain the chartered project management, so be able to offer that to practitioners here in the UK and globally. But unfortunately, as you can probably imagine, PMI are not too happy about that. So that still carries on. And um, it's been, I think it's almost six years since they launched that uh, initiative to become the chartered status project management. Uh, and still, we don't know what's going to happen with that. So again, you know, sort of confusion around what is the best thing for a project practitioner here in the UK to do in terms of their career. The other thing is that, that came out is uh, the report that project managers are, are, are perhaps not as ambitious as I originally thought. We've, we've done some, uh, some, some, some questions around where do they see themselves uh, in terms of having career aspiration. And it's only just over 50% that were actually looking to move onwards and upwards in their career. And I expect that career that that number to be um, significantly larger than that. It perhaps told me something about project practitioners, but I never really um, maybe I just kind of took it for granted that they were, you know, being managers working in, in challenging environments. I just made the assumption that they're ambitious, but but not the case. You know, only fifty fifty five percent of them are wanting to move onwards and upwards, which kind of leads to something else that's happening here in the UK, which is um. Is interesting, which is the the conversations always seem to be around portfolio management. So project management is, you know, we've got project managers that are delivering projects and, and all that kind of stuff. But the, the conversations from an organisational level seem to be more at we need portfolio, we need portfolio office, we need portfolio management. So that has been pushed again by associations and bodies that have obviously got a commercial interest in that. But like anything, once organisations start talking about it, people's ears pick up, and you know. So, portfolio management, big thing here. As is agile in terms of the talk, you know. As again, organisations are pushing agile in terms of training and development and things like that. 
However, in our report, we found that um, many practitioners that were using principles of Agile or out-and-out -out running Agile projects, they didn't believe that they had to have specific training or education around that. They felt that they, from their experience of delivering projects, was enough to be able for them to, to deliver Agile projects uh, successfully. In other words, is it that drastically different to what I do anyway as a project manager? Yes, there's some new principles in there, some new processes perhaps, but by and large, if I'm an experienced project manager, I don't need to go and train him to teach me how to be an Agile project manager, delivering Agile projects. Interesting, perhaps perhaps not what training organizations wanted to hear, but you know that, that's what the, uh, the figures are saying. The other thing as well is, uh, for me, is uh, what becomes apparent is that there's a lack of curiosity in the UK. And what, it, and what that translates to is, um, um, I did a presentation uh, yesterday in London, and I asked the audience, there were about 100 project managers there, I asked the audience, how many of you do CPD, which is the uh, Continuing Professional Development, which is, I think, for the uh, PMI, PMP people, that's your PDU stuff. Yeah, so it's the work or the, or the learning that you do that's over and above. Um, you know, you do your accreditations and then you have to do and show that you're doing some more development in order to be able to maintain your level of membership. So here in the UK, UK we call it CPD. Now I asked the project managers in the audience how many of them do things like that. So how many of them do things like listen to things like this online, get involved in PM chats, read blogs, read books, or, you know, all those other peripheral activities that go into helping a professional you know, uh, gain a more rounded view of the world. Only 15% of project managers in that room actually did any kind of CPD stuff, which, um, again, didn't surprise me. It's something that um, I've noticed uh, quite a lot over the last two, three years, but actually could be a kind of, I think it's linked to the fact that the economy here is being slow to start uh, to change. It has started to change this year, beginning of 2014. However, uh, there's, a, I suppose, a lack of belief or trust that that is, is going to stay that way, perhaps. So people are very uh, hesitant to, to move on from their jobs. They're not convinced yet that, um, that we really are on the up. Um, which, to me, what you're seeing is that it, there's a lack of, the lack of motivation, perhaps, to look at oneself in terms of professional development. It's almost like, well, why should I? Because actually my organization has not given me a pay rise above inflation for the last five, six years. So there's a bit of the, the, the apathy, the, 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 you know, the lack of motivation, the, uh, the general, I suppose, that people are just, just fed up with the last five, six years. It's, it's really had a, an impact on the way that they you know, have looked at their professional development. But of course, we know that this is potentially going to be an issue for people as we do start to come out of the recession, because you know you need to be obviously highly marketable, and if you're not paying attention to your professional development needs, you know there's going to be other people in that marketplace that do. So you know competition-wise, some people are going to find themselves struggling to have to capitalise on the uh, the economy changing. Lots of things like that. It sounds very doom and gloom, but I think it's just a, a recognition of that. You know, things have been a bit stale. Yeah, I think we're ready for 
you know, we're ready for the economy to, to go, and I think that organisations are, are probably quite concerned about if that is the case, how do we avoid things like the revolving door, which is essentially, you know, the economy improves and the best project managers within the business are going to be out the door. They're going to be looking for new opportunity, new challenge, a way to kind of uh, recuperate everything they've lost over the five, six years. So, you know, there's um, lots of interesting things going on, perhaps not what a lot of practitioners want to hear, but uh, I think the message is that um, you've got to take care of number one. I think there's a recognition here that an organisation that you work for, number one, the job's not necessarily for life, but two, you need to have a look at your organisation and see whether it's going to be the right kind of, is it the right place to stay, to, to stay or is it actually going to arm your career? Uh, and those are some of the conversations we've had over the last couple of days with project managers. But once they've heard that, they think, well, actually, I think my organisation probably is arming my development. You know, they're not getting the kind of challenging projects that they were looking for. They're not getting support or help in terms of, I want to address some of the skills gaps or give me more opportunity to have more challenging, complex projects. All those kind of things that, that uh, some people want but can't have. So, yeah, it's some... Um, it certainly makes it interesting from, a, from my point of view, not only trying to recruit for project practitioners at the moment, but also trying to support those people. But uh, I can tell you know, from the last couple of days, a number of people that came up and chatted started with, I feel like, I'm at a bit of a crossroads. And I think that pretty much sums up what's going on in the UK at the moment. I think we all feel that we're at a bit of a crossroad. <laughs> Well, that's interesting. A, a, a couple of questions I have for you, just just for clarification. You mentioned the CPP. That is, is that what Prince Two? Is that the the certificate? I'm sorry, the continuing de- development environment for Prince Two, or is that a different? No, no, no. It's not. It's it's uh, APM, so the oh, okay. Association for Project Manager okay. Project Management. So, so that you know the, the equivalent to PMI here in the UK. Interestingly, with some of the, the you, you know, I think most people recognise that the biggest accreditation here in the UK is Prince 2. Mm-hmm. However, there's a, a, a lot of confusion to people about what that is, because what we're finding here in the UK is that the project management as a job has become really popular for lots of people. Lots of people want to become a project manager. And what's happened is that they believe that to become a project manager, you must have Prince 2. Unknown to them, because they don't recognise that it's just a methodology. Right. So there's a lot of re-education that has to go on with people, because with Prince 2, you take the five-day course, you get your accreditation, and that is it. You have to take it again in five years' time, if you want to maintain it, but you do not have to do any kind of PDU, you know, continuing your uh, professional development by doing more activities around Prince 2. You do not have to do any of that. But of course, what's happened is that, that people have, have heard that Prince 2 equals project management here, taken Prince 2, and then, you know, they find that actually it doesn't make any difference in order to be able to try and get into project management as a job, because actually you and one of the you know, one million other people have also taken it. <laughs> so it is no differentiator. Okay. Yeah. 
but so. but 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 APM is more of the association of the project managers that are are helping with that continuing education. Is that what I understand it? Yes. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Interesting. But it's not it's not as um, organized as the PMI equivalent because I know with the PMI because I've been I've been uh, to a couple of congress PMI congresses over the years and I'm really uh, interested to see just how important it is for the conference uh, delegates to, to make sure they were scanned because it went on their records that they were, they've done enough to maintain their PMP. We don't have anything here in the UK like that. We don't. If you're a member of the APM, you, you don't have to evidence this continuing professional development that you're doing. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. But you're saying that one of the things I was interested in what you were talk, talking about was the fact that only about 15% of the people were were doing things as far as furthering their education. Yes. That's interesting. And, and That's bad. <laughs> that is. Uh, and that, that is one of the things that I think is really, uh, that PMI does do well is the continuing education. I think that there's a lot that they need to do to improve that just because some things are easier to do as far as education and, and than others, but but at least it gives some guidance there. The other thing that was interesting, and, and Angel, hop in anytime you want to to share your thoughts on this. I, just one of the things that I thought was interesting in your your comments about the project management uh, ambition. The feeling I hear you saying is that because of the economy, we're kind of stuck in. Uh, across the crossroads, as you said, where we're afraid to leave our positions because of the security that we have now, and it sounds like a very similar kind of feeling. I'm guessing might be happening in in Spain because all economy related, and we haven't really broken out saying, "Okay, I'm ready." But you're anticipating, Lindsay, that once the economy really starts to ratchet up, people will start hopping from company to company to get caught up on what they've lost in the last few years. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's how it works. That's how the, the economy here in the, in the UK works. Uh, we need people to start leaving their jobs, finding new jobs. They leave their job, another vacancy becomes available, uh, and, and there you go. That's, uh, that's the way that it uh, all starts to, to ratchet up, you know, um, and, and starts being a lot more buoyant. Here at the moment, um, We've got so many different types of employment opportunities. I mean, I, I just made a note here, but at the moment it's 50% permanent, 50% contract or freelance. Uh, I'd be interested to know if that varies, you know, how that varies globally. So, for example, when we're doing recruitment for practitioners at the moment, 50% of the people that we're working for want in permanent employees. 50% of them just want to take on a freelancer or a contractor for a short period of time. So it's 50-50 at the moment, whereas generally, uh, in the good old days before the recession, you'll probably look at about 80-20, so 80 permanent, 20 freelance. But I don't believe we're ever going to have a return to what it was like before, to be fair, because a lot of a lot of good project managers have gone freelancing. They've, they've taken the step. They would never go back and be a permanent employer again, a permanent employee again. Why would you? They're earning great money. As a freelancer, and in fantastic day rates, you get more freedom. You know, they're able to leave organizations, find new opportunity, 
different organisations every six months if they want to. I personally believe, but you know, most project managers, you know, why not go freelancing? Isn't that the nature of projects? They have a definite beginning and an end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in but, fact, that's you know, that's that, what it's like at the end of the moment. Well, that's interesting. That's one of the things I highlighted in my post. And I know we're not talking about North America, but it sounds like there's similarities there because I, I myself uh, have been contracting for the last three years. And, and I see, you know, exactly what you just stated. There's, I don't think I'm interested in going back direct. And I think that there's a couple of things. One of them is the economy that is causing that. And I, so, cause I believe that the economy is causing companies to work or do business differently. And one of those things in which they're doing business differently since projects can't are, do have a start and a stop and they're not long-term things. They can uh, run those with uh, contracted employees, and that seems to be a, a business trend that seems to be going throughout. At least, what from my point of view, and it sounds like you're confirming that also in the UK as well. Yeah, and who can blame Right, Andrew. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, uh, project managers should never feel stuck, no, because we are change agents. So we've seen many projects, but the the, the Spain Spanish economy is not the worst project I've seen in my life. So uh, we can change. We need to be positive. Now the, the project managers for finishing successful our projects, we need to be always positive. Now I think that it's better to to change that uh, than feel uh, stuck no, in in a current position. No? So, well, I think it doesn't make more, more sense, no? Uh, change agents that they feel stuck and they don't want to rise or, or, or earn more money or, or drive change, no? It's, it's strange. I think, um, part of it is, is confidence and also going through a recession. There is a, there is a lack of motivation. You know, organizations, uh, here, you know, they, they've tried not to let people go. As much as uh, you know, they, they can be. So you know, try to avoid making people uh, redundant. But um, you know, you, you imagine uh, what it's been like in organisations over, the, over these years that you know people uh, naturally left their organisations for retirements and so on. You know, current employees found that they were kind of getting more work. You know, they were taking up the slack because headcounts were frozen and, and things like that. So. For some people in some section sectors, and again, this bore out in the uh, in the report that we do, and also chatting with project managers every day, um, it's it's just a feeling of you know fed up, just you know had enough. It's you know we we uh, they want to be able to uh, have pay rises. I mean here uh, in the UK, I think it's over seventy percent of project managers have not had that increase in uh, in salary over inflation. So. You know, any any increases that they may have uh, have not really made a, a a difference to them and their families. So it's it's not been happy times. But my, my message has been very much that there is change coming, and I like um, what the, the way that Angel has just phrased that actually, because I think that's that's totally right. But surely the nature of the beast, a uh, uh, project manager, you know, that they, they do want to get out there and and and, um, and, and do interesting projects and. And so on, but um, but I think it's a, a confidence thing and also a motivation thing. So maybe we just uh, 
you know, it, it will it will happen. But equally, practitioners have to kind of take control of their own destiny a little bit here too. Why sit around waiting for your organisation to, uh, you know, to present you with all these great challenges? Why don't you just go out there and find them? I, I think that's a great, great point, and that's where my mind was going as well, is that, you know, even though we might be in those kind of situations, we really can as project managers because, as Angel says, we're change agents. If we understand how to do run a project and how to manage change, uh, we can take that skill anywhere. And the more the more effort we put into increasing our skills and doing this is one of the reasons why I started this hangout just because I I love learning from people and understanding what uh what project management is like in different places of the world. I can learn a lot from everybody. And I think that if we spend more time towards bettering ourselves, that will improve our skills and our ability to be mobile and and prime ourselves for the next position that we're looking for. So great, great points. It, Lindsay, the, another thing that I, I wanted to, to uh, mention, one of the things that you pointed out in what you were talking about was the shift towards or the, I guess, the interest in looking towards portfolio management, that, that wave that's happening. Can you expand on that a little bit? Um, I think it's, um, I mean, part of my interest um, in, in project management and, and obviously my background being around PMO, I do a lot in terms of being involved with, with groups of people that work within PMO and the PMO space. And what we've had, because we had, uh, I think some, some best practice was uh, released over here in the UK about, I think it's probably about three or four years ago now. It seemed to capture the imagination of a lot of organisations because there was a feeling that you know projects perhaps were being delivered better, but the organisations felt that actually maybe our problem is that we're in the wrong projects. You know, so the whole link between project delivery and the organisation strategy, as you can probably imagine, there's a lot of CEOs' lights eyes lit up when you uh, you start to to talk about that because it is quite powerful. Well, it is powerful. You know, an organisation sets a strategy. The portfolio piece looks at well, what or what kind of projects are we going to need to deliver this strategy. Sounds great. Sounds great in theory. Being in and around the PMO world, I know just how difficult that is because I'm listening to people every day that are um, that are working in that space. It's incredibly difficult because um, often it's uh, it's a, a huge cultural change needed for that kind of model to uh, to work and. Uh, Sometimes it feels like you've only just got projects, um, not even on the straight and narrow, but, you know, and now we're jumping into, you know, how does my project fit within a portfolio or a program? And, and now we're, like, we're confusing ourselves again. It's it's, uh, it's almost like we, we jump onto a bandwagon. So the portfolio one is the more recent one. Before that, it was benefits realisation. You know, it's, it's what's the next thing? Uh, but I think that sometimes we take our, our eye off the ball in terms of what is important here. Can we please just deliver projects successfully? Well, do, you, <laughs> do, you, do you think that, that maybe the, the nature of that, that movement towards portfolio management, and I'm seeing the same thing as well, is because project management has, I'm not saying fully matured. In fact, in my post, I called it that it's like a, a middle-aged man that is going into puberty, 
because we've got a lot of maturity, but we still have so much more to grow. But I think the companies, as they mature in their the way that they're doing project management, they, they are looking to further leverage that skill that we have and that, that methodologies that they have in place. And that next step really is portfolio management. Do you mm-hmm. think it's related to that at all? I, no, I, I totally agree with that, but I think what, what we what we're tending to see is that, that the you know there are organisations that are pursuing some of this stuff. I mean, just think why? You know, you, you you're nowhere near ready for this kind of thing. Actually, do you really need it? Because you don't actually have that, that many projects. Ah, so it's more but of the you, flavor yeah. of the month thing, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I've got no problems with the um, what it's all about. I, I, I mean, I, I do look that saying about. You know that you, you you delivering the projects right, but you you know you've got to make sure that you're delivering the right projects. I live all, you know, and it makes total sense. But um, I think it's like uh, it's like anything, isn't it? Some um, people see the night the nice new shiny thing, and they've got to have it. And um, with a with a total lack of understanding of well, you know, you don't actually need it, and and no, you're not. You don't even need to run your projects within a program framework. Never mind portfolio. So actually, why don't you concentrate on, you know, your small bunch of projects that you've got, uh, and and stop looking across to is the grass greener on the other side because you don't need it. A lot of organisations don't need it. I, I get um, it. And uh, yeah, that makes sense. I, I I get what you're saying now. You're right. It, it's it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing for those organisations that are ready for it. Otherwise, you're it's just extra fodder that's out there. Absolutely. Great. All right. Well, we are we are getting close to the top of the hour. Let's, uh, Angel. Let's start with you. Any last thoughts uh, that, from the things that we've been talking about, or anything else you want to share? And then, as you finish that up, your last thoughts. Also, share anything you want to, as far as how people might contact you, or anything else that's coming up that you want to point to, or in, in your post, or anything like that. Well, I have mentioned my my websites are projectmanagers.org and projectdirectors.org, uh, depending on their profile, people can register in one of these websites. Uh, well, I only wanted to, to give thanks to you for the opportunity to be here today. And uh, Well, I'm, I like very much the PM Flash Blog and also the PM Hangout. Um, well, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to participate in these uh, worldwide events. Well, thank you. It's been a joy to have you here and be able to learn from you. Thank you. Lindsay, last last thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, likewise, I, I, mean, I wonder where we're going to go with Flashbook. You know, what do we do next? And um, But, no, it's been a great initiative. And, uh, yeah, can you imagine in a world when we actually we've got nothing to say because we're doing it all the same way? Can you imagine that? <laughs> <laughs> not, not happening. <laughs> no, no. But some... Um, but, but, you know, just, just to wrap up, if anybody is interested in the UK uh, market in a little bit more detail, go and visit the Paris People website. You will see the benchmark report splashed on the website there, and you can download that, that report for free and um, have a look at some of the, the weird and wonderful world of uh, project management in the UK in a bit more detail. Great. Well, Angel and Lindsay, thank you so much for participating in both the Flash blog as well as in this Hangout. I am just amazed. We, from three different countries across the world, were able to get together and talk over uh, our technology today is just wonderful. Being able to provide this kind of information 
just a couple of years ago would not have been, been possible. So thoroughly enjoyed it. I am lo- love being able to learn from the two of you, and I would encourage everybody to go and check out the other blog posts that are happening. Again, you can go to sensiblepm.com slash world to see the whole list, and you can actually, from there, you can you can go and jump to any of the, the blog posts. And, and, and all, also on those posts, they also have the same list that you would be able to go from, from uh, blog post to blog post. So again, thank you, Lindsay and, and Angel, and have a great great evening, or great day, wherever, what part of the world you're in. Okay. Bye. Well, I hope you are enjoying learning about project management in different parts of the world. Personally, I'm finding it fascinating to learn the differences and similarities on how our profession is executed all around the world. Thank you again, Lindsay and Angel, for joining me on the podcast. I'd like to encourage you to read their blog post, which I will include in the show notes at sensiblepm.com slash 15. That's sensiblepm.com slash 15. Also, go out and check out all of the European contributions by going to sensiblepm.com slash world. Now, there you will find a list of all of the blog posts so far. And in fact, since this is being released after the completion of the PM Flash blog, you'll actually find all of the blog posts that have been published as part of the PM Flash blog from all over the world. Now, I encourage you to tune in next week because you'll hear the final in the series of Project Management Around the World, where I speak with a great blogger from South Africa. I also like to remind you that I have another series that is occurring right now, and that is the Mentoring Series, where Terry Etchigwin and I are sitting down and we're studying together as she prepares for her CAPM. So if you are in the same situation where you are studying for either the CAPM or the PMP, you can listen along or in, and even study along with Terry and I as we go through this series. Now, I've released so far two episodes this week. I will also I'll be releasing a third episode of that. I'm treating these as a bonus set of series so that those that are interested in preparing for your, your exams, you can study along with us. Those that are not probably just go ahead and skip it and go on to the next uh, next episode. I'm having fun sitting down with Terry with that, and uh, hopefully that is helpful for you. Also, I would appreciate your feedback in a couple of ways. First of all, you can go out to iTunes and leave a review of this podcast there. I'd appreciate hearing your feedback, and it also helps me with promoting my podcast here. Also, if you would leave me a voicemail, if you have any questions or have a comment, or even have a qu- something that you would like to have included in future episodes, just leave me a voice message by going to sensiblepm.com. And on the right-hand side, there's a send voicemail button. Select that, and you can just leave me a recording. Also, you can send me an email at podcast at sensiblepm.com. Now, until next week, remember, a sensible project manager always looks for a practical way to manage a project to success. You've been listening to the Sensible Project Manager, Mark Philippi, on the Sensible Project Manager podcast. To learn more about practical project management, visit us at sensiblepm.com.